Okay, hi guys, welcome to the Unscrewed Podcast. I'm Lisa and I'm here with... Ellie! Yay! I'm feeling really party today. Like really good mood Saturday. I hope you're having a good Saturday too. Saturday okay, night. You, you don't have the visual that I do, but Ellie was literally dancing in a seat. Right Doing there. the running man. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had one sip of wine, so that's not... I'm just feeling good today. It's good. You've not had one sip of wine. From this glass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to episode six. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening in again. Um, I'm loving it so far. How are you loving it, Lise? I'm loving life right now. Are you loving it, loving it, loving it? Yeah. Are you loving it like that? I'm not. And I apologise <laughs> for my nasally sounding voice because I'm full of a cold. I think you sound really sexy. <laughs> I think it sounds like it suits you. It becomes you. Oh, okay. This kind of like... You've been it won't like... do when I'm sneezing in a bit. That, that's <laughs> definitely not a sexy sound. And when you're snoring in like four <laughs> hours. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Great. So, hey. Um, yeah, it's been really fun so far. I've been enjoying it. Well, hopefully the listeners have as well. Yeah. <laughs> the three people. <laughs> hey, if you're still there. <laughs> no, hey, I, we've had like 300 listens in total. Wow. So we need I to... I know that. Do you know, and we are really bad at... we Our Facebook page is basically non-existent. Well, that's because it's only me that does it. What? <sighs> so... No, but no, but, no, but it's true, though. And I'm really bad at it. So if it's only me, dude, there's no one else to help <sighs> fill in the gaps. This is the last episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we should really get on that, because... Yeah. Um, Which basically means Lisa... <laughs> Lisa, do that. <laughs> well, no, because I think it's the easiest way for people to share their stories with us and get on board. And yeah, that's very true. So um, we will get on that. That's the task for this episode. After this episode, no, not, <laughs> not, not during, right not right now. Um, yeah, so I feel like we've covered loads of random, interesting stuff, and random is the correct word. I good, say. yeah, and um, I think we've. Well, you want to read out this particular email that we had this week from one listener who sent us in an email response. And um, I'm not saying you have to do it now. I'm just okay. saying that thank okay. you for everyone who's been sending stuff into us and yeah. and just liking us on social media. And we hope that we're doing something positive and putting something good out to the world. So, but I, yeah, um, this week, we're feeling a bit free flow this week. Very. We've been a bit busy, a bit mental. So <gasps> guess what I've not told you? What? As well. Sorry, this is literally nothing to do with alcoholics. However, yeah. I applied for a new job this week. Did you? Guess where? Strangeways Prison. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, one of the companies we talked about, like... No. Alcoholics Anonymous. I've applied. No, 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 no. <laughs> Strangeways really? Prison. Yeah. Which, if you don't know it, if you're not from the North, it's like it's where all the... Uh, really. Yeah, but it's like... A murderer, paedophile, rough, rough life sentence. High profile, yeah. Yeah. Wow. As what? A medical secretary. What I do know, but in a prison. Wait, would you have to go to the prison to do it? Yeah, I'd work there. In the prison. Shit. Yeah. When did you you find out? I only sent the application form in yesterday, and I think it closes on the 18th of April, so. Yeah. Wow. Thought you might lie, Lyle. Wow. Yeah, that'll be a good resource for this. Uh... <laughs> wow, if anyone else works at Strangeways, let us know so we can put you down as a reference for Lisa. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Mm. So that's what I've done this week. What have you been doing this week? No, but seriously, is that like better pay and all that kind of stuff? 
Well, we'll I'll, t- I'll tell you all about the pay. Oh, like, all right, sorry. Well, I was just thinking we'd, we'd cut all that shit. I just want to know. Okay. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, I've been working with uh, a theatre company. Yeah. Assistant directing. Mm. For the last two weeks, two different companies. Yeah, it's been really good. Really oh, cool. doing lots of clown and buffon and um, funny comedy, rough, dark shit. Um, trying to plan out my own play. Yeah. I'm doing a play called The Well. Everyone should come and watch it. Plug. When it's on. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been good. And I haven't had a lot of chance to... I had. I did listen back to mm. um, all of the episodes. Oh, okay. So far. And I think they're getting better. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, like, but yeah, that was the one thing I did I did do. Okay. Um, yeah. And I've been obsessed with the new series of RuPaul's Drag Race. Not started watching it yet. Don't tell me anything about I it. Won't. Don't I know. won't. I won't. I won't. Um, yeah, and other than that, what have I been doing this week? So, this week, what have I got? Let's have a look. I don't know. I don't even know what you're going to discuss well, this week, or I don't know anything. I mean, ooh, I've got a few a few different things which kind of have all melded into one theme. Right. And it kind of fits with the questionnaire we've got and stuff that people have responded to, and it's sort of attached to enabling, but it's kind of about tough love. Oh, okay. I think that's what I'm going to call it. It's tough love. Right. Because I listened to this podcast called, um, it's called The Growing Up Chaotic Show. Oh, right. So it's like little episodes are quite short. Some are sort of half hour, 40 minutes, 20 minutes, little snippets. And I don't know the name of the woman because it's not listed on my podcast list here. Um, but basically she just does anything related to dysfunction. Okay. If you've grown up in a dysfunctional household, so it's a lot to do with if you've grown up with drug addicts or alcoholics or um, abuse or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and every episode, she kind of finds either a specialist or someone who's an advocate or whatever. Who's oh, right. So it's a really nice little. It's not. It's not like a big podcast. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a nice it's a nice little. There's lots of useful, is it, lovely. Is she American English? She's American. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah called growing up the growing up chaotic show and I think it's just growing up chaotic so there was one I was listening to which I just wanted which sort of spurred on what I was going to talk about and it's called this one was called raising awareness about alcohol abuse one song at a time so this one is about she interviews a musician called Henry Maybury and his brother basically passed away due to alcoholism right so he passed away a few years ago and um, so, and he kind of felt completely isolated. So what in his story, when he talks about it, he says how basically the NHS, him and his mum went to like a meeting okay. to give them help of how to treat, you know, help his brother. And his brother was only like 32, I think, when he passed away. Shit. Yeah. So um, he was quite young. He was at uni at the time studying to be a musician. And uh, he, they advised him, the doctors advised them that they needed to implement tough love right so essentially cut off contact with him support financial support because it was only ever going to enable him Mm -hmm. so this is what i mean tough love enabling so if you you know lend someone money if you give someone a place to stay if you you know whatever it is yeah so he had to cut that off and he talks about it's really i really recommend listening to it he talks about how fucking difficult it was for him yeah how much he felt like a prick because sometimes he would his brother would text him when he'd be sober and be like oh mate let's go watch the football let's hang out and he'd be like really want to yeah but he just couldn't because he knew it would end up it's just a little manipulative way and he talks about how his brother manipulated him and so it's just a really interesting thing 
And a lot of the responses we've had do include this thing of, um, from my personal experience as well, I have people in my life who've tried to cut off mm -hmm. their loved ones and done the tough love route and just gone. And I know it's something that you have often not been able to do when you're I have done it, but I've only ever managed it for a, a period of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and I think, well, what, anyway, I'll go back to that. But this guy, so, so Henry's brother passed away. Um, and basically he got the call. He talks about how he got the call at university and his mum said, you need to come to the hospital now. And he was like, no, I'm not coming. I'm not doing it. It's tough love. We, we, we've been told to give him tough love. We're avoiding yeah. it. And he said he went to bed that night and just couldn't sleep. So he just packed his bag and like got like a really, like a midnight train or whatever. Midnight train. <laughs> um, and went to his, and his brother was in hospital and he said he was like lime green. Oh, he was like at, at end of life. And he passed away. And he basically, so from that, he started this charity um, and he wrote a song, which is on YouTube. And within like, um, a week he got a million hits wow. for this song. So I'll play you a tiny bit of this song so you can have a listen because he's got a pretty voice. What's and the it, song called? It's called Lost Days. Um, but I'll just play you a tiny bit because I, I thought it was quite beautiful. And he's quite fit as well. a song so um and he basically started a campaign um basically he goes around schools trying to inform people and educate people about signs of alcoholism oh, right. about how to help people who are addicts how to talk about it if you experience it in schools yeah well. he goes around to like local because he said he never had that right influence and yeah. he wishes he would have been able to have that to help his brother at the time like recognize the signs yeah yeah so um yeah so check him out so it's henrymaybury.com and um, yeah, if you go on the campaign, there's all the stuff, and you could donate if you buy a song. All the money goes towards right. his charity to help raise awareness. So, oh, cool. yeah. Um, but he just talked about enabling, um, and in that sense of tough love. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, you. I know because that period in which you gave your mum tough love. Yeah. When would you describe that as? Because that was. When would I describe? It was it like as? recent, right? Now, there's been a few. Oh really? Yeah, like. So, some before I knew you. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't speak to her for about probably a year about that about that time. Obviously, obviously before I knew you. Um, yeah, because I remember vividly as well. There was that everyone was going for this family meal, like with my grandparents. I think it might be my grandparents' anniversary or something. Around they were all going to town for like a Chinese and. Um, my Not grand, Chinese. My, Your grand told me today she'd never had Chinese. That's 
absolute rubbish. <laughs> and, and my gran and granddad were really angry at me because I refused to go. Oh. But I hadn't spoke to my mum at that point for probably about eight eight or nine months, something like that. Right. And, um, yeah, I refused to go. Um, so there was that time. And then there's been, there's been probably like four or five times where I've like tried to do it. And it's been not, not, not that, that the tough love didn't or doesn't work. Maybe more so that I struggled with not, with staying away. Like, cause I was worried. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not an easy thing to do to mm. just like cut somebody out of your life, especially when they are in a very dark place and they're you know vulnerable and not doing too yeah too well. Um, so there's been plenty of times over my yeah uh, my life when I've like tried to implement the tough love situation, but it's not it's never worked for me. And is it like because that's what I'm interested in? Like, is it about the addict or is it also about like your self-preservation like which because it's so fucking difficult i imagine for you to do well this this i think a lot of this goes back with me like like my husband joey still he's always said to me you have too much empathy for um for other people and especially your mum so I would sit and think about the fact of, oh, it's her birthday tomorrow and I'm not talking to her and she's going to wake up yeah, on her yeah. own on a birthday. How fucking sad is that? That's going to make her worse. Or it's Christmas and I'm not talking to her. That's going to make it worse. Like, how 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 shit must she be feeling? Mm. But sort of neglecting the fact of how it's actually making me feel, like mm. more, like, concerned for her. But then the flip side of that, there's a guilt with it as well because yeah. what if in that period of time where I'm not talking to her that's the time that she dies how would I mm-hmm. then continue with and live with a guilt of me not being there or mm-hmm. me not doing something more even though there isn't actually anything more that I yeah, could yeah. do or could have exactly, done yeah. or can still do it, but it's a, it's, a, it's a guilt feeling of would I be able to deal with the fact that she's died and I've got to live with that for the rest of my yeah. life. I remember with, you saying with, with that. With me not now. having been speaking to her at the time. Yeah. Could I have tried one last time? But there's always one last time. Mm-hmm. So when is that one last time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the whole rock bottom thing. How many fucking floors has rock bottom got? Yeah, <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's, like, well, it's got never, a secret elevator. It's never ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've tried it a few times and... um yeah. yeah. It didn't work in our situation. Yeah. And that's kind of like, because it's used in this, con- like a lot of the time that I've read about, it's like been told, it's been advised to people to do, like yeah. it's going to help the addict. But really the question should be like, is it going to help me? It should always be yourself first. But like you say, you're... But, ne- but, it, but exactly. it isn't though. Yeah, exactly. Because you're so filled with guilt and we know that fucking people will put the alcoholic first because they're caregivers, because they love them, because they're mm. enabling, because whatever. Yeah. Just an interesting that that's actually what a doctor advised. That's what a professional advised, you know? Yeah. And that is literally what you're offered. It's like, oh no, just cut them out of your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's what... So I found... I was reading about this and I found... Um, have you heard of this charity, Adfam? Yes. 
before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd not talked about them before. Um, I just started like learning about them. Um, they're called AdFam. So it's adfam.org.uk. And they're a family of... They support basically drug and alcohol. Yeah. Um, people, families who are affected by people who use um, drug or alcohol. So they're a charity. Um, they... And they also, what they do is they have, if you can go on there, it's mainly England, but they have loads of local support groups. Mm -hmm. And it's one charity that I found that doesn't seem to have a basis in religion, which is quite nice. So it's not like Al-Anon or Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever. Um, But a lot of them, if they don't have a group in your area, they do recommend you go to Al-Anon or you do. Yeah. So, but you, there's, um, it's a really good website. You can find support groups in your area. If there's not one in your area, you can even look to set one up if there's something you're interested in. I might be wrong, but I thought when I was, went from, well, from my memory, yeah. when I looked into AdFam, yeah. they have a 12 step as well though, don't they? Like Al-Anon oh, do. do they? I haven't got that. I it doesn't that, say well, anything about that. I may well be wrong because I've looked at that many different things. I yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not sure if it is Oh, well, let not. us know if you know. If you've got any thoughts about AdFam out there, or you've used them before, let us know. Um, but they, I just thought some of the services, they seems to be quite useful. Um, and they had, they've got a thing on there, like a blog. So it's not quite like Nicole, where you share your story and you're sure it's published. It's, you can just share a snippet of a story or a situation you're in and it's a blog. So people yeah. can feed back to you. Yeah, yeah. So this was, um, I was reading through it and there was one here, which um, I want, I just thought ties into this kind of theme about that tough love and it's just a really strong example of it so this one was um, posted on on the 6th of March um, by Sherry and it says today I had to change my phone number so my drug addict daughter can no longer get in touch with me this leaves me feeling grief stricken but I have no option even though she is homeless and has no job I just can't do it anymore always giving in to her demands giving her money thinking I'm helping her when in reality I'm only enabling her habit I'm struggling to cope with the guilt I'm feeling guilt exactly what you said like I'm letting her down but this has gone on for 20 years so it's kind of exactly what you've described your situation your story um, and then she's got, there's like 38 responses about just talking through her choice and how it's similar for loads of people. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that to say there's loads of really great just bits on there. You can share your story if you're feeling particularly lost. People can chat to you. You can share your thoughts and feedback. Yeah. Um, but it's just a good website. But that was one that made me think, God, that must happen to so many fucking people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Way more than you'd ever think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an alcoholic in my family and I know that that particular alcoholic's parents, yeah, they cannot instruct the tough love. Right. Like one parent really, really, really wants to instruct it. Yeah. And the other parent can't do it. So that's put such a strain on their relationship. It will do. Because they can't, because one of them's like, no, cut that person off, cut them off entirely. And the yeah. other person's like, if we just do it like one more time, one more time, one yeah, more time. Yeah, I mean, like, like... You're drawing a line, there, an invisible line in sand, aren't you? There is, we've said this time and time again, there is no answer. So tough love probably won't work. <laughs> it might and if you've not tried it, then try it. But I can guarantee the majority of people that are listening to this podcast have already fucking done that. <laughs> and it's not worked time and time and time again. So, 
you everything you do is like a catch twenty two because mm. you're always going to have the guilt mm. and then the empathy and it it does become more it everything become everything is all encompassing and it's all about yeah. the addict and it's nothing to yep. do with you you don't deal with your own feelings going through yeah. it you just try and do what you can to try and help them mm. whether it's tough love or whether it's not whether it's even going to the shop and buying the alcohol for them I've done that for my mum paying their mortgage doing their I've, dishes I've done I've bought yeah. alcohol for my mum instructed to do it by her GP mm. and that was the weirdest thing I've ever done in my Re- life oh I remember that yeah because it was like I had help to go her wean off it every kind of thing. morning yeah. I had to go to the supermarket and buy bottles of wine for her to get her to wean off it because it was too dangerous for her to like detox stop like cold. just stop yeah, just yeah, yeah, herself because yeah. that time she was having seizures and stuff so yeah going and buying alcohol for your alcoholic mum is the most weird situation you could ever be put in and I hated doing it but I was advised by a health professional to do it mm. and I sort of understand the process of why I had to do that at that in that moment yeah yeah but it was an absolute mind fuck didn't it <laughs> like going to a house here you go drink up like yeah breakfast yeah fucking and that was when like she'd have like one glass and the first glass that she drank of the day she would instantly throw up oh yeah but then you just carry on yeah 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 it's fucking strange yeah it's just a weird yeah it's just a weird one but what the main thing is is like you're right there's no answer no but don't think that you have to isolate yourself with this and that guilt you said because i know you've isolated yourself and you felt completely alone and like shit about it and i know that i hope that by being able to talk to me a bit about it Mm -hmm. helped Oh, d- definitely that. But that that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do the podcast. And that's what I'm saying. Is because if, we don't exactly. want people to feel like they're on their own because there's going to be thousands of you out there who are feeling the exact Millions. same way. But, yeah. you, but there is a stigma around You don't want to talk about it with people. It's not something you just announce to people. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my mum's exactly. an alcoholic. They'll be like, all right. Exactly. And that's why if, if you can... Tell me for. Exactly. <laughs> and then it get that stigma then gets attached with you... And it's not, it's a shameful, like, it's it's, a, it's an embarrassment, it's yeah. shaming, it's all different. I don't know, it's it's not good. You don't want people to know because you don't want to be sort of associated with it or thought badly of because of that person's actions. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what I just wanted to say, tie into, is to say, use support groups, use AdFam. Yeah. If, if like we've said a million times if that's if being social about it isn't your thing find a friend take a risk do it if not email us chat yeah. to us on twitter chat like, to us we'll chat to yeah, any of you exactly and it just like and it's that thing if if you if you isolate yourself you're going to be no help to anyone in that way Mm-mm. and you're only going to you're just um reflecting what the alcoholic is doing they isolate themselves you don't have to isolate yourself yeah. There will be people out there who will know what you're going through, like us. Mm-hmm. And if you can find someone and trust someone in a safe space for you, obviously, yeah. if that's your therapist, if that's an AdFam local support group, if that's Nakoa, if that's sharing your story, whatever, just find a way. It, I promise you, if you can just be brave, you, you go through so much shit, like you yourself, 
you've gone through so years and years and years of really tough shit and just the idea of sharing it might be the hardest thing but you can do it yeah most definitely I'm your cheerleader I believe in you <laughs> wait wait let me get my pom-poms <laughs> pom-pom so yeah um, I just wanted to yeah it's just I'm interested and so t- send me in send us tell us about your <laughs> approaches to tough love if it's ever worked if it's not worked wh- whatever the fuck I'm just interested to yeah. know it's a concept about tough love enabling I'm really interested in so yeah we'd love to hear from you so that was my little research and development phase this week cool <laughs> um, yeah was that any good? it was good because because <laughs> like, one of the, no, because one of the things that I wanted to talk about was like the stigma around ah, like, and the get, so, segu so or we, segue we're obviously in sync with each other before like when's your period you so I'm going to take credit for some of that because I had the same thoughts <laughs> um, so yeah okay mm. so mm. you'll probably find this quite funny when I first mention it because well you just will so you know like I list, I watch um, all the them uh, reality real housewives of New York and real housewives of Orange County and real housewives of Beverly Hills TV shitty reality TV programs mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I am going there is I'm going somewhere with this trust me your mum's an alcoholic you're uh, allowed to binge shit TV shows <laughs> <laughs> no so one of one of my the, my favourite one out of all of them mm. out of the franchise is uh, the Beverly Hills one and it's on like season the Beverly Hills Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The Real Housewives. Yeah, the Real Housewives is a, is an entire franchise. Yes. Right. So the Beverly Hills one is my favourite one, and I think <laughs> it's on like season ten or something now. So the other day I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back to season one and rewatch them for the podcast for oh. a purpose. So in not it, just because it was a particularly low Wednesday and you were no, like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> so there's two sisters on it who are Real Housewives. Are they still cast on cast members? Um, well, one of them is still a main housewife and the other one is in it sort of sporadically. Oh, right, okay. So, um, and the sisters are called Kyle and... Kyle and Kim Richards. And they are, uh, Kathy Hilton, who's Paris and Nicole's mum. Right. Oh, no, not Paris and... Paris and Nicole? Is that's it, no, that's... Nic- no, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 not Nicole Richie. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking no, of because of her sister's called Nicole. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, is it? No, I'm positive. Anyway, um, let us know if that's there right. are basically Kyle and Kim are Paris Hilton's aunties, right? So they're on on this show. Okay, okay? so in the fir- in the first season, um, Kyle's like really together, married, kids, blah blah blah, and her sister is uh, she's got children and stuff, but she's like single, and she she sort of her behaviour is very erratic when you're watching it mm. and she turns up for things and another time she doesn't turn up for things and then uh. she'll they'll be all going on a trip and they'll phone her and be like Kim where are you and she's like oh I couldn't find my passport and then they'll pho- then she'll be like I'm, try- I'm trying to find it now and then they'll phone her back ten minutes later and she'll be like oh well I'm late because like the electric went out in in, in the house the power's out and I couldn't couldn't use the hairdryer to do my hair and it's pitch black and I don't know if I'm going to make the flight and like it's her behaviour is odd and then it comes to like a head at like this party one night like towards the end as of they the always series. do yeah and um, basically Kyle has a, a huge like go at her and then Kim like screams at her you stole my goddamn house and all this stuff and then Kyle goes well you know what 
you're an alcoholic and there you go i've said it and it's out there and it's this big thing this like family Duh. secret that they've tried to keep secret for years and years and just Fuck. completely in the family and it all just unravels on TV mm. and then she ends up going to rehab and then she's in and out of rehab throughout different cities obviously you don't see her while she's in rehab it's like she's gone and and that's it and, yeah. and Kyle had like this huge 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 regret over sort of outing her oh shit yeah yeah not just because obviously there was cameras <laughs> and stuff. No, but not even that just like because they could have taken that out of the show but they chose not to do that because the public who were watching it wanted to know what her erratic behaviour was about anyway mm. and then she was going through recovery so then it was like oh she's sober she's doing really really well and like kyle and her husband pay her like mortgage like her hu- kyle's husband pays for everything for for kim mm. to kim's the alcoholic kim is the alcoholic and oh, right. kyle's husband like supports her essentially so there's this whole thing about kyle enabling her sister but it's sort of, is it enabling or is it looking after someone who's severely unwell, in a sense? Yeah. So, yeah, I rewatched it all because <laughs> I remember watching it obviously Shit. at the time, but yeah, this was yeah. years and years ago, and I've rewatched it all again, and I was just like, oh my god, this is, it's horrendous, like the ups and downs of the whole oh, thing, really? and there's loads of parallels, lo- loads of different parallels. Like there's one where she ends up like, she ends up going on like a she'd been sober for so many months and then she goes on a binge and next thing it's in the papers the next day because she's gone into a store and stole five thousand dollars worth of toys or some some shit and then yeah, she's yeah. back in rehab again and two days later she's escaped from re- like it's this whole oh, shit. thing but i mean apparently now she's been sober now for about three years or something and she's doing really really well you know but um yeah it was just really interesting because it's on such a public yeah, like yeah. platform, and um, their entire family had just kept it hidden for so. so she'd been alcoholic so, for so ages, years and years oh, and years. Right, yeah. yeah, and um, so let's decide to go on national telly. <laughs> well, the the whole reasoning for it for for Kyle, she thought it might um, ah, help her yeah, sister yeah. and give her a reason her life, to like, like yeah. be present and be turning up for things, and she thought it would help her. That's why. Yeah. She persuaded her to do it. Plus, it would have given her an income because at this point, Kyle and her husband are supporting her entire life. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Real housewives. Wow. On topic. On. on <laughs> yeah. I I've never watched any of those programs because, but I did get completely sucked into what the Kardashians. Oh right. Okay. Like my sister was watching it one one day yeah and i watched it and then i ended up watching like three seasons i was like what the fuck it's such a why so vacuous but you just end up getting sucked in don't yeah, you? the real housewife is way better than that shit. oh is it way better. Oh, okay you should watch the beverly hills one you should watch at least especially the first series to see her um erratic bit because you'll you'll notice these personality oh, traits and, and stuff like that because i've been watching it and some of the things that she'd come out with some of the things that she's saying i'd be like God, my mum has sounded like that so many times. Did she say like, sod on the or phone? Slut. Yeah, um, oh no, she she calls someone a pig slut in one episode, which was quite. That funny. is a good a pig slut. That's a good. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, 
I don't want to laugh about her, her like erratic behaviour. Oh, if we can't laugh about dreadful. if we can't laugh about it here, mate. I mean, we can laugh about pig slut because I mean, what's I mean, that about? But yeah, I would recommend watching it because it slut it, is a messy person. A pig is a messy pig. Pigs like mud. Messy pig. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's the intention behind the ear. But yes, yeah, so that was one of the things I wanted to talk about just because it's on such a public platform, and this is like obviously. Well, it's like season 10 or something now, so it's about, yeah. what, eight years ago when it first started or whatever it mm. works out at. Um, and, yeah, there's just loads of different parallels with what what I've yeah. known and lived and stuff. It's just It was just really interesting to go back and then re-watch it now that I'm more vocal about talking about stuff that has happened. Yeah. In my life, it was interesting to go back and re-watch that and be like, oh, my God. Hey, I wonder if... Um... Because if that's you're saying ten seasons ago, uh-huh. I wonder if that's a reason why you like loved it so much. Because it was like something you connected with. No, I think it's just it's fucking <laughs> shite reality car crash TV, isn't it? No, on some subconscious level, Lisa. I'm bringing in my level two counselling degree here. You were connected to Kylie, or what was her name? Ky- Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad for for Kyle. Like so the things I saw her go through on the show like with her sister I was yeah. just like I feel so fucking bad for you God. because she just keep trying all these different things and mm. trying to cover it up so much to all her friends and stuff and I just sort of think fucking hell just t- get it out like mm. but she doesn't just lets it all like yeah. fall on herself hey but that's like yeah. her family and it's just so sad yeah sad to watch but that's exactly I guess it is that is what people who live with alcoholics do exactly and that's but you're saying you get to see it for someone which we don't get to we don't get to ever see into that world because it's so secret and it's so unknown and it's so so fucking crazy how why why and we know why we've well this is what janet wrote it goes on about which we'll reference in a bit if you've just joined us we uh will reference we'll let you know what we're talking about but yeah, it's it's true. We're just it's almost like we're conditioned to keep it a secret. If you're brought up with an alcoholic, yeah, you're conditioned to try to like keep it and suppress it. And yeah, okay, Beverly Hills, yeah, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And where can we find that? Uh, oh, it'd be on YouTube, I'm sure. <laughs> right, cool. probably. Yeah, we're sponsored by YouTube this week, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Are we not? No, no, no. They sent us this case. We have no sponsors. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We, well, we definitely don't have an AA sponsor. <laughs> yeah, this week we're branding some sort of, I don't know, peat, red wine. Who knows? It's great. It's great. Right, should we do our well tits? Mm. Well, that's what I was going to bring it into, yeah, because... Um, so if you've just joined us on this episode we every week most weeks we try to to remember to fit in um a brilliant book called adult children of alcoholics which lisa definitely is um and it's thank by, you you I wear it with pride <laughs> and um this is uh, it's a book called Adult Children of Alcoholics by Janet Jurgenjo Waititz. Waititz, we still can't say. We just call her Waititz. Um, and so she does this book, and there's 13 personality traits, if you will, that if you grew up with an alcoholic, you yeah. likely experience that affect your mental health, affect your everyday well being, mm-hmm. affect how you see the world, and shape your experience. So we chat about one every week. So this week, we're going to chat about Lisa's Choice 
Don't pick the ones we've already picked. Okay, I'm going to pick number five. <sighs> have we done that one? One, we two, haven't three, done that four. One, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Why? What? Um, okay, so this, this week's... Uh, this one is a really, really serious one. Okay, go for it. You'll probably think of it as really serious. Go on, If then. this is you. Adult children of alcoholics... Yeah. Have difficulty having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's this week. So, Lise, discuss. Do you have difficulty having fun? I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe you should. Am I fun? You tell me. Am I fun? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I fucking yeah. hear. Fun is a three-letter word. Fuck you, never. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't think that I have difficulty having fun, but I definitely go through um, periods of time where I don't feel very fun or want to be very fun because I'm depressed Mm -hmm. or suffering with anxiety or something. Mm -hmm. But I definitely have fun. (laughs) I have had fun in my life. (laughs) Maybe once. One time. I remember that time we had fun. (laughs) We had fun. <gasps> so what? let's have a look. What do you think that's in relation to? I'm going to have a look now. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm interested to see what she says about oh this. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. What? <laughs> there, what? She's literally left it. There is nothing there. So in the book, hang on, there must be. <laughs> that's brilliant. So in the book, if we like want to chat about it, we'll go to the chapter and have a look. Oh, here we go. But under, <laughs> under summary number five, adult children's. I difficulty having fun. There's no, there is nothing, nothing underneath it. There's no chapter. It just goes straight into the She's next like, character. I think, I think it surmises itself really well. So I don't need to say. That's so, really odd. I know. We've never had that before, Janet. Okay, let's have it. Oh, here we go. Ah, okay. So oh. she says. It is the child in us that has fun, that knows how to play. Because the child in you has been repressed for a very long time and needs to be discovered and developed, you need to be the child you never were. Nah. (laughs) But, saying that, (laughs) interestingly, your mum became an alcoholic. Yeah. When you were 11? Yes, 11. So perhaps that relates to people who've had grown up from like yeah from a very very ah, very yeah yeah early yeah, yeah, age yeah. Or maybe to me no okay yeah 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 because that would just suggest that I'm really immature and I am a very mature person Ellie okay you know this <laughs> no <laughs> yeah you hate how fun yeah okay that's interesting um I think it's about like. Well, she says, as a child, if you never got to experience childhood, so even just basic things, if you never got to learn how to have fun, so never got to go to the park, never got to go on the swings. Ah, uh, okay. Never got to learn how to build a sandcastle on the beach. Never got to just have fun and be silly as a child. Yeah, so that's it. this does it that doesn't really... It, to your that situation. wouldn't have affected me as much as, as, yeah. as other people, because so, I, yeah. I experienced it. A normal childhood until I was like 11 and yeah, then yeah. it was not so great. But. So it says, yeah, so she says if you want to learn how to have fun, spend some time with the child, <clears throat> learn how to use your imagination, learn how to like just try those childlike things that you never tried. Uh, so learn how to play games. Learn yeah. Basically she talks about how to become less afraid of looking stupid and being vulnerable. This is interesting because I 
recently worked with a woman who um, she adopted two children who were three and uh, eight months when she had brother and sister. Mm. She adopted them. And she said that literally when she adopted them, they'd been abused from as children, alcoholic mother. Uh, no, drug addict. Okay. Drug addict mother. Um, literally the three-year-old was completely self-sufficient. The three-year-old would be yeah. like... like So the, she would be talking to the, the eight-month-old, like, and she'd be like, why are you talking to him like he's a baby? Yeah. A, a three-year-old yeah, yeah, yeah. would be saying that to her, you know, like... Why are you coddling him like that? That's bizarre. Because she was so self-sufficient and yeah. so adult. She had never had that time. She'd never, you know, she'd, she'd built up this, I have to take care of myself and that's it. Yeah. So I guess that's what it's in relation to. Yeah. Because, see, because obviously with me, I was like, I was I was 11. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, Fuck. that's quite, I mean, obviously yeah. I, I had to grow up quite quickly. <laughs> At eleven, that's still a young age, but it wasn't like it's, it didn't help. I never, that. I never yeah. like not had fun when I was a kid. I did, yeah. yeah. So I guess that's what it's more in relation to. So yeah, I can imagine that if that, so that child who it was a drug addict mother, but it's that same thing, isn't it? If you learn to take care of yourself and you never have the chance to be a child, yeah. I guess then if you've never learned how to have fun, to be that bit silly, to yeah, be childish, yeah, to make stupid childish mistakes. Then I guess that is it. That's that's what. So yeah, that no, like actually, that'd be a really interesting thing because we don't go that far back. Well, Lisa's experience doesn't go that far back. So. Yeah, mind, mind. So know. yeah, let us know about that. How the fuck it fucks you up from being like a tiny baby or a child? Like we'd love to hear that. We'd love to hear all your darkest, intimate, crazy thoughts about how <laughs> you can't have fun, or how you did learn to have fun. Maybe. Did you ever go on a slide? Are you upset about that? It's like, not Tell till us. I was 27. And I went down a slide. <laughs> and I cried. It was so much fun. Oh, God, that breaks my I heart. Know, it's terrible, that. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. No, but that does, that's... I bet that's what it's like, though. Fuck. I bet that's what it must feel like. You can only imagine. I can't. You can only imagine. Oh right? no! Let us know. Yeah, fucking tell it. That would be amazing. Actually, that's. Do you know what? That's really highlighted something for us that we were completely ignorant about. I feel like. I, yeah, ignorant. I guess, but I mean, I guess because I mean I've experienced a lot, obviously with with my mum, and. Um, that experience is pretty much all-consuming because mm. obviously that's affected me. Mm. So I've never really thought about before that happened because it's just consumed mm. pretty much the majority of my, well, it's a, a long period of my mm. life, isn't it? So I've never really thought about, God, how would it feel if that had happened when you were even mm. younger? Like, yeah. So, yeah, let us know. That would be... So, yeah, that was... um. That was this week's Adult Children and Alcoholics. Janet Judge, enjoy it. It's, it's brilliant. Go read it. Every week we read a little bit. If you can't be bothered to buy it or read it, just listen to us. We'll read it out every week. Um, but yeah, fabulous. So that was number what? Five. Got it. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> what episode are we on now? <laughs> I nearly said seven. <laughs> Sex. Okay, right. So I want to read out an email that we received um, oh, in yeah. uh, like the past week or so um, from one of my friends, Paula. Um, yeah, she said that it's fine to say her name. It's okay. Okay. Because um, I did say, like, if you want to be anonymous, be anonymous. She was like, no, I don't mind. 
And also, it's can like, I just say, you said friends, mm-hmm. but I do count Paula as um, a friend, but I don't know her very well. So no. I did not know this about Paula. All uh, right, so yeah, I obviously knew this. Yeah, so, so I, you're closer to her than... So I, I know her as a sort of second friend of someone who yeah. I've spent time with and she's lovely, And but I didn't know this, so this was... I just wanted to... I didn't, well, I mean, I didn't realise that you didn't know this. I mean, I know no. I've known long, known Paula um, longer or better. Better, longer. yeah, yeah. Well, because one of um, her best friends you. is one of your best friends. So, yeah, Paula actually stayed with with us for a while, a couple of months, I think, or whatever. But yeah, I've I've known about um, her experiences yeah. with an alcoholic. So yeah, but yeah, so she sent us this email, which I'm going to read out because. Although it's not, it was lovely to receive the email. Yeah, but it's also sad because obviously other people are going through hard times, and you, you don't want to be, you don't wish that on a friend, obviously. Um, but anyway, I'll read it out. Are you saying this podcast is sad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Right, okay, so Paula sent us this email a couple of weeks ago and it says, Hey ladies, I'm just sitting here eating my lunch in a very specific order. Peas first, <laughs> then meat, and I've even built a mashed potato wall to keep the gravy off the peas. <laughs> Raging at some cancelled plans for this evening whilst contemplating disowning my mum. So if you didn't get that, it's a reference to episode four where we discussed yeah. that. Okay, so having just binged your past four podcasts, you could say it's hit a nerve or 12. As the only child of a single parent, he was a born-again Christian, alcoholic, (laughs) schizophrenic, in no particular order, (laughs) because they're all great, and having had the Mother's Day from hell last week, I'm literally at the end of my tether, thinking that I had no other option than to disown her because it might work, Mm. in brackets, it won't work! (laughs) I'm not really sure where I'm going with this and I realise I keep shouting in capitals but I just wanted to fucking applaud you for doing this. It's fucking brilliant and you should keep fucking doing it. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Paula. (laughs) Um, It's definitely helped me feel less alone, less like a freak and less responsible. It's also made me realise that a lot of my behaviours are a result of this. I mean, I know my therapist has been telling me that all along, but (laughs) it's nice to have it confirmed by people who have lived that shit. Um, Oh, and I'm also a big pen fan, and I've never really felt like alcoholism is a disease, but I've never been sure if you can say that out loud because nobody else seems to agree. But Uh, you did, Lisa. Hurrah! Refer to episode two? Two, yeah. Two. Oh, and I also matched with patron Saint Callum Best on Tinder once. (laughs) And it was definitely him, because why would anyone lie about that? (laughs) Oh, and I've also decided not to disown my mum, because of course it won't work. Why did I think that would work? But keep those suggestions coming, because right now I still want to push her off a cliff. Mm, mm. Keep up the good work, ladies. I'll be raising a glass of Prosecco to you tonight. Ching! Well, I would if my plans hadn't cancelled. <laughs> Back to mapping out the rest of my day by the minute. Lots of love, Paula. Oh my god, that's amazing! Hey, Paula, we love you. That is that's making me feel very um, a little bit emotional actually. Yeah, it's um, 
it's really nice to get to to have an email from from somebody, not just somebody that I know, but an email from somebody just saying like, "I bloody hell, like what you're doing is really really good. Keep going with it." Like, although it's hit a nerve or or whatever, it's helping. Keep mm. doing what you're doing. Like, we need to talk about this and even saying, you know, I agree, alcohol alcoholism isn't a disease, but can you say that? Like, I've never felt brave enough. To, I mean, I've only just felt brave enough in the last couple of years I would say to say that's what I mm. think mm. Um, so yeah it's nice to hear um, from someone who thinks that what we're doing is worthwhile in the same breath it's awful to hear that obviously someone's <laughs> going through a really terrible time with their parent but hey that's not but a surprise but we know that that's happening <laughs> everywhere yeah um, so yeah Paula we love you and I know you want to push your mum off a cliff right now I've wanted to kill my mum many a times. I've thought mm. about how I would do it and make it like an accident. Mm. Don't and no one feel guilty for having those thoughts because because you will have those thoughts. Don't act on them. I'm not condoning murder. <laughs> no one do it. I mean, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but that's um, yeah. Thanks, Paula, and. Thank you to everyone who's written into us and shared so far. And we really hope that because we like to do this because it, it really helps us make sense of this shit. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. It doesn't make sense of this shit. Well, it does. It does. And it's helped. I don't know. It's helped me and it's helped you, I think. And it's helped people that have listened. And we just, if there's anything that you ever want to let us know or anything that you want to include like if we can improve or share like let us know but we hope that it is a positive force in the world yeah or even if, I mean, if you want to email us and tell us your story but you don't want us to mention it do that as well like you can always email us and you know if you just want someone to chat we will with. read it we are here with yeah. you we are here with you all the way mm-hmm. until the wine runs out and then we are down the shop but we'll come back <laughs> Um, but yeah that was lovely thanks for sharing that Lise yeah Um, so thanks so much for listening to episode six six woo episode six and um, thanks for listening and happy Saturday y'all email us at theunscrewedpodcast at gmail.com woo we're getting used to it now join us on unscrewed podcast at Instagram yes and more super efficient updates to follow on Twitter and on Facebook um, also visit us on the website at theunscrewpodcast.com if you want to submit your story through there yeah also there is uh, the question that you can fill out which is on the Bottle Ground website which is bottleground.co.uk it's on well. so oh, I don't know. yeah um, but yeah thanks for listening and have a happy Saturday and whatever you're doing whether that's window cleaning Looking after a baby. Watching the netball on the Commonwealth Games. Oh, is that just me? (laughs) Oh, he's pissed. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Um.